0: That's N-O-O-M dot com to sign up today.
1: What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from pitcherless.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is June 10th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. A.J. smith Shaver was my lead today. I just called to say I love you. And I don't know, actually, if I did. I just wanted to do a fun headline. He went 5.1 innings, zero earned runs, three hits, two walks, and just two strikeouts against the Nationals. He did well. The thing is, I don't know if this stuff and really what he brings to the table is that good. It's kind of weird, by the way. Savant says he doesn't throw a changeup, but I know I saw changeups, and also I saw the wiggle from the catcher, but at the end of the day, what I see from Smith Shaver is a 20-year-old who doesn't have his command. It could have been like an MLB debut, even though it wasn't. It was his first start, and he's been only been up in the majors twice now, or for two games, and it's been a week. So... I can imagine that he didn't have his best command, and I can't really judge him too harshly for that. He gets Rocky Road next, so you want to hold on to Smith Chauver, and so on and so forth. But he only had 14 out of 35 strikes on the slider, which is terrible. And then we had uh, the four-seamer that wasn't really elite, in my view. There were moments, and I do feel like he actually has better command than what we saw like I like the mechanics of it and that he executes some really nice pitches and such and I imagine things got in the way of him being more consistent yesterday that might not happen down the road um, but it's not an elite four seamer in my view because it's 92.7 and there are times that it was really good and maybe I'm missing a lot of the induced vertical break and all that kind of stuff that maybe actually speaks to elevation working in his favor but just one whiff on AJ's fastball yesterday and maybe it turns into a gallon approach of four seamers down but then that would mean he would have to have the slider underneath and I don't really know if he has that command I don't know I feel like I need to wait another start to really get the idea of who he is because this was likely influenced by being super young and having his first full star in the majors but I uh, if that's the case and let's see the same thing the next time but then why are we chasing this now I'm not saying that AJ Smith Shaver can't be something next year he's 20 or so, maybe even later this year. But this wasn't a guy that I would throw against the Astros and expect success, right? This was this was against the Nationals. I'm glad he survived. But yeah, don't get too hyped on AJ. At the same time, we hold on for Rocky Road and see how that goes. Jordan Montgomery went against the Reds, got the win. Six innings, zero and in runs, three hits, one walk, and six case. He had a 41% CSW with 10 over 29 whiffs on this changeup. Not one of them allowed a ball in play. Not even a hit, just a ball in play. So, yeah, do that, I guess, and you'll have success, but it's kind of weird with Jarmont right now. Luis Medina was opened for and went five innings of two-run and run ball against the Brewers. That's fine. He's okay. I mean, I know he didn't really come through in the other times we streamed him or considered streaming him. Uh, he gets the Guardians on 10 days, so maybe that would work, but that's about it. Michael Grove also had an opener for him, four innings and four-runs and runs against the Phillies, and we can just not do that anymore. Garrett Whitlock was my stream pick of the day and dominated against the Yankees. Sure, it was eight base runners in 6.1 innings, but one earned run, six strikeouts, a lot of home run to Josh Donaldson that was annoying, whatever. 39% CSW for a King Colm. This is the guy I wanted. Sinkers got in the zone, confidently, you have a slider over 10 over 26 whiffs for 62% CSW and a 53% CSW changeup with 7 whiffs there. Oh, and guess what? The schedule is rocky road and against the Twins and against the White Sox as a righty. Get ready. This is it. If you haven't picked up Garrett Willock yet, you should do it. I honestly think, like, he gets better and better with the sinker command over the season. He is a command pitcher, in my view. And the command pitchers need more time generally to get revved up. But this was it. I'm a fan of Garrett Whitlock, y'all. Uh, D- Dylan Cease against the Marlins. Six innings, one run, four hits, two walks, and seven strikeouts. What's kind of weird here is that this was four-seamer and curveball dominance, not the slider. 33% CSW on the four-seamer. I think it was 47% on the curveball. And a 30% zone rate on the slider. I know lots of percentages, but that's a low zone rate. We want to see something like 40 to 45, but even 35 to 40% would give me more confidence in that slider and get more whiffs on it. So, it's a weird state because Cease is doing the thing that he normally doesn't do well, and then the thing he does well is not that great, so that's harder for me to buy into sustainability, because we know that that isn't the real path to success for Dylan Cease, but whatever, we just kind of keep going and hope for the best. Tyler Glasnow earned his ace is going to ace label it's hard to deny him this after Texas of one and run in 6 innings. Ranger Suarez is someone to also pick up by the way including Garrett Whitlock because he went 6 innings, 1 and run, four hits, two walks and 8 Ks against the Dodgers. Oh, but Nick, whatever, it's just one good start. Well, it's been three straight now actually. Ranger Suarez has had his command. He did all the things. Curveballs down, curveballs uh sorry, changeups down curveballs in the zone, cutters, four-seamers, and, and sinkers all around the edges, you love to see it, and now he has three really good starts in a row, he gets the Arizona Diamondbacks, I'm going for it, Yuri Perez against the White Sox, five innings, one run, five hits, two walks, six Ks, I like the guy a lot, I feel that in 2024, he's going to be like 25th starter off the board, I actually almost had a temptation to create my own top 100 for 2024 today, just to get a sense of it, to get a feel of like what that would look like, um, and where like the things will place, I, just because I'm c- curious like that, but anyway, uh, Yuri Perez isn't going six innings, and the argument I had before was, well, yeah, because he's needing 90 pitches to go five innings, well, he went 82 here, and they still didn't let him do it, really annoying, he was five innings, wanted to run five hits, two walks, six Ks, right? So, I like Yuri Perez. I think what he brings to the table is really good. He's just going to get better when it comes to his changeup and more consistency on everything involved. But 10 over 38 whiffs on curveballs plus sliders is what you want to see. Josiah Gray survived Atlanta by throwing 33% total fastballs at his four seamers plus sinkers. And he was able to get um, a lot of strikes on curveballs and sliders. That's good. We don't really see it often. We should be seeing it often, but we don't. And I don't really believe in the Nationals as an organization uh, to do... The right things when it comes to pitching development. So I'm out on Josiah Gray despite this success. Sonny Gray against the Jays. Kind of interesting. Five innings, one run, five hits, two walks, five Ks. I've been kind of down on Sonny Gray because he hasn't really had the best versions of his slider and his curveball. However, they were really good here. And he had the fastballs hugging glove side a ton. I liked the command overall of that approach. It makes more sense than just kind of like chucking them into the zone and hoping for the best. And this was against the Jays here. So I like this and he gets the Tigers next. Okay, Sonny Gray, you're coming back up a little bit. And you're having separation from Shane Bieber in the rankings. Uh, Rich Hill against the Mets, seven innings, 200 runs, seven hits, two walks, six Ks. I'm okay starting him too. He gets the Brewers next. And yeah, he has a 4-2-3 ERA and a 137 whip for the year, but keep in mind that Rich Hill has only really had four bad outings this year. One was against the White Sox when they were really good in the second start of the year, fine. But the others were a good Giants team, the the Rangers and the Blue Jays. And he just took down the Mets now and gets the Brewers, and I feel like you can start Rich Hill against weak opponents. That's just the rule. If you, if you see that, Rich Hill can do enough with his fastballs curveball to make that work. There are a lot of other guys to talk about. Marcus Stroman, Tony Disco, Garrett Cole, Yusei Kikuchi, Tyler Wells. We're going to talk about all of those after this break.
0: Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today.
1: Marcus Stroman, 6.2 winnings, two earned runs against the Giants. Sure, there were 10 base runners, including four walks. 5K is kind of weird. He didn't get as many strikes with a sinker, but you keep going with him. Of course, same with Tyler Wells, just better. And there's no reason to stop throwing Tyler Wells right now. Tony Disco did well against the Cubs. Six innings, two earned runs, three hits, four walks, two Ks. I don't really buy into his whole thing at the moment. The slider got enough strikes and everything, and the sinker kind of wasn't very good. And yeah, I don't love it. Uh, He gets the Cardinals next time. There is a temptation because the Cardinals really haven't been that great, though. They did mess up Ben Lively. I don't know. I, I feel like you can do better than Anthony Escafani. Garrett Cole against the Red Sox. Six innings, two earned runs, seven hits, one walk, six Ks. He hasn't been that ace for you this year. It's a 25% K rate, about a 115 whip or so. Sub three year A though. Um, decent amount of wins. And the reasoning is the slider. It just isn't the pitch it used to be. 13% swing strike rate as opposed to like 25% of previous years. CSW is down about 10 points from 35 to 25. And what's going on here? Uh, you're going to say sticky stuff. I know a lot of people are. That's wrong. The movement is the same. The spin, pretty much the same. It's like 10 RPM different. It's not like a 100, 200 point drop. So if you want to say that, you're wrong. The answer is command of it. He's throwing a lot of them more middle location as opposed to low location. And that's a huge deal for O Swing for his own contact. Uh for whiffs turning from a whiff rate that is when people swing about 40 to 45% down to 25%. That's a huge difference. So Garrett Cole has to figure that out. That's it. And it's an elite skill that Garrett Cole once had. To be able to throw four uh start have four seamers sliders down into lefties and down and away to righties with consistency is a massive deal, especially against lefties. And it's what made Garrett Cole that 35% strikeout guy, at 30-35%. Now he's at 25% because a four-seamer is still a very much elite pitch. You just got to get that slider back. Yusei Kikuchi against the Twins. Five innings, two earned runs, four hits, one walk, four Ks. Went, did this against the Twins. And once again, we're seeing curveballs and sliders inside the zone with confidence. And then you have a four-seamer through about 40% of the time that isn't getting destroyed. He gets the Orioles, Marlins, Giants next. I kind of buy it. I think this is the resurgence of Kikuchi, and I want to see all the articles about what Kikuchi is doing across all the sites, because this is something I think that we're going to, I don't know, that could last for Kikuchi. Then again, it is buying into Kikuchi having command, which is the biggest problem we've seen over the years, but maybe this is it. Merrill Kelly against the Tigers. You would think this would be good given how well he's been. No, got the win, but 6.1 innings, 300 runs, 7 hits. And two walks with 5Ks, it's pretty much a very poor quality start, which is like the good old days of Merrill Kelly, right? So, not fun, but you keep going with it. Luis Castillo had 26 whiffs for a gallows pull and 10 strikeouts against the Angels. And, yeah, he should be above Otani, shouldn't he? Who's on the other side for five innings, three yard runs, three hits, five walks, 6Ks. Isn't throwing the slider as much, just about 19% usage here. Uh, Only 50% strikes on it. That's why he only threw 18 of them total. And his velocity was down one to two ticks, about 1.7 on the four-seamer. Not it. Um, Yeah, Castillo is going to be above him. He might, Castillo might be number four or five. Like, you have Strider, you have McClanahan, you have Cole, you have Gosman, and you have Castillo. Yeah, that seems about right. Uh, You have Daniel Lynch not throwing sliders? What? I thought that was, like, the pitch that was interesting. only threw, I think, seven of them. Six innings, 300 runs, eight hits, one walk for a very poor quality start against the Orioles, which is fine. 15 whiffs because it was seven on four seamers and seven on changeups. And is that really the new Daniel Lynch that I want to buy into? I I don't think so. Andrew Heaney against the Rays, five innings, three earned runs, four hits, two walks, and five Ks. The four seamer is good location up. I just, I don't buy into the slider returning 38% CSW when it isn't well located like it was against or for the Dodgers. That's what got us hyped last year. The first two starts when Andrew Heaney blew us away was because the slider was down in glove side perfectly. And I was like, well, that's the thing I didn't think Andrew Heaney was going to be able to do. And here we are in 2023. He's not able to do that. Now the four-seamer is well spotted and the changeup isn't so bad, but you need one of those number two pitches to be pristine to really do that Blake Snell blueprint. Otherwise, I think Andrew Haney is too much of a wild card. Yu Darvish in course being of wild cards, four and runs in 5.1 innings. I mean, yeah, it was Coors, but also Darvish doesn't really have that blueprint of success, and it's always very good overall for the full year. It's just you're going to have to deal with stuff like this. Unfortunately, I mean, he's taken down course before, so. Womp womp. Christian Javier against the Guardians. Five innings, four and runs, seven hits, three walks, two case. What is going on? Well, the slider had a 52% strike rate. We've seen this a lot over the last, like, five starts now. He's going to have to get better at that. Four-seamer is good. It's just not well-located yesterday. I mean, he only got two whiffs total because that pitch was all over the place. So you can't have both things go wrong, Javier. Either you have your four seamer elevated properly and the slider isn't uh, getting enough strikes, so you have like a mediocre start. Or you have both working and you have an excellent start. So this is one of those weird ones. You kind of move on and imagine Javier is going to be better than this. Logan Allen against the Astros didn't have his slider, 9% CSW, and that really messed everything up. You need to have that pitch if you're going to survive against the Astros. Five earned runs, nine hits, two walks, six innings. You keep starting him, though. I think that's going to be better. Just look at it too much in the middle of the plate as opposed to on the edges. Adrian Hauser against the Oakland Athletics. I was hoping he's going to be able to throw fastballs effectively into the zone. And nope, Oakland is still a major league team, as he let us know. Four innings, five earned runs, six hits, four walks, four Ks. We move on. Michael Lorenzen is a Toby, and the dynamics are kind of good. So 6.2 innings, six earned runs, seven hits, one walk, three Ks. Don't overestimate Lorenzen after that good break or that good stretch. That's all I'm going to say. Ben Lively against the Cardinals didn't go well. The slider went two for 20 whiffs. He did get eight strikeouts, but those are really just four seamers doing it with uh, four seamers and sinkers, I should say. Uh, Maybe if he had that slider, he could have avoided seven earned runs and 10 hits against the Cardinals. Um, so I'm not going to completely count him out, but you got to get that slider back. Austin Gomer was in cores against the Padres, obviously not, and Tyler McGill is just still not the guy you want him to be from last year. He did go slightly harder on the fastball, to, like 0.7 miles per hour harder, but it was 3.2 innings, seven earned runs, eight hits, three walks, just one strike, and how am I going to butter my bread with this? for Tyler McGill, and you just got to stop trusting him at all. Okay. Sandy Alcantara, Nathan Evaldi, Joe Ryan, Aaron Nolan, Bobby Miller, are all the auto starts of today's starting pitchers. You start them all. Uh, maybe one of them already started, and I'm happy that you have in their lineup. Bravo start here, Andrew Abbott, JP France, the stream pick of the day. Tristan McKenzie, Taj Bradley, Michael Kopech, and Domingo Hermann are all there. Um, you know all this stuff from yesterday. Uh, questionable starts here. Brady Singer, Miles Michaelis, Kodai Senga, Jared Schuster. There's so many here. Julio Teheran, McKenzie Gore, Patrick Sandoval, Kyle Hendricks, Johan Aviedo, Matthew Boyd, Tanner Houck, Paul Blackman, and Ryan Nelson. All that could work. I see paths to all of them. You have the notes. You have the podcast from yesterday. Uh, Good luck. And Brian Wu is in the do not start. I'm actually starting him in the legacy league. Why? Because I'm very far away in ratios at the moment across 40 plus innings and I need strikeout potential. And I recognize that Brian Wu could actually be much better than we saw in his MLB debut because it was the Rangers and it was the Jitters and maybe he actually does well with that fastball, which did touch 97 frequently in that start. So, I'm hopeful I'm I'm crossing my fingers that he comes through there. Bowden Francis is also an interesting one going for the Jays against the Twins. Some are saying, "Nah, ignore this." I don't know. Seventeen percent swing strike rate. I'm very curious what we get um, from Francis today. Cole Irvin is returning against the Royals. That could be good too. They're not going to limit him pitch count-wise, I would imagine, and he's been a Toby in the past. Then there's Freeman and Coors against the Padres, and Ryan Weathers on the other side, and Jacob Junis may be going some innings for the against the Cubs for the Giants. I don't want to do that. All right, tomorrow, Shane McClanahan, Kevin Gosman, obviously, Zach Gallen, duh, Freddie Peralta against the Athletics, and Hunter Green against the Cardinals, and Lucas Giolito against the Marlins, and Bryce Elder, yes, Bryce Elder, against the Nationals. I mean, you're going to start all of this. You know what I mean. Uh, tomorrow, And probably start, though, Bryce Miller against the Angels. I know you're terrified. You're scared. He had the bad start against the Yankees, and then the Rangers trounced him. But those are some pretty extreme matchups. And the Angels, I mean, the Angels are good too. But I think Bryce Miller is going to come through here. Braxton Garrett should be picked up everywhere because he has such a good schedule ahead. And this is the White Sox. You want to do it. Uh, Mitch Keller against the Mets. I think he's going to bounce back. Same with J.P. Sears. We won 4.2 innings last time inefficiently. And now against the Brewers, I think that's going to go well. Questionable starts here. Here you are on a Sunday trying to find the options. Well, let's go over that. Carlos Carrasco against the Pirates. He got up to 93 last time. Maybe that's good enough. But Brandon Bilac is actually kind of interesting. I would have him above Carrasco if it weren't for Alvarez missing. And because Alvarez is missing, he has to go against Bieber, who might survive now against the Astros, which makes the win harder to get. That's the only reason why I'm doing it that way. Um, but... Brandon Bilak has a good changeup, even though he got messed up last time, he still had that changeup. It makes me intrigued. Kyle Gibson, what are we going to get? I don't know. It's the Royals, but Gibson is a true man of volatility. Now, Bieber, as I mentioned, against the Astros, he has a 16.3% <laughs> strikeout rate this year. Yes, Shane Bieber. So go into this only if you're really trying to chase like a quality start as a slider. It's just not been there for him. Neither has the curveball. Uh, Brian Bayo against the Yankees. Maybe that does work. He looked great at times against the Rays, and then it wasn't so good. Uh, Blake Snell's in course. He has not harnessed his repertoire the way we want, in it's course, but who knows what's gonna happen. Louis Varland just got destroyed by the Rays, but it's it's Toronto now. But maybe it works. Uh, Griffin Cannon could go 25% fastballs, which would mean that the breaking balls aren't working against the Mariners. Clark Schmidt, I don't really like it. I, I don't think he's that good um, against the Red Sox, and maybe the, you can still win there. Uh, Mike Myers against the, or I should say Myers against the Orioles. He didn't have it last time, but maybe it does return. These are desperate plays here, and I'm, I got you for that. Uh, Martin Perez against the Rays. Maybe that does work. He can go six innings every so often when he has his peak command. Uh, Hayden Wisniewski, I want to wait and see before I go after him. So he's in do not start tier in, against the Giants. Tom Walker could be in that other tier, but it's, it's the Dodgers, and I'd hate trusting his splitter. I just, it's a very desperate play, but I understand if you want to make it. I don't. Adam Wainwright against the Reds, no thank you. Sean I against the Cubs, no thank you. Trevor Williams and Dylan Salamette and Joey Wentz and whoever the Dodgers have to throw out there, no thank you. Um, but that is it for today. Thank you all so much for being patient with me on the weekends. Uh, but I, that is it. I'll be back tomorrow. So my name is Nick Pollock. Have a wonderful weekend. And may your Babs be low and your strikeouts high.